Well, I hope you guys are ready to be blessed by the word of the Lord because, uh, you know, God is just so good and faithful in giving us a message each week, right? I really believe he gives us a, a message each day if we're listening and looking. So I always want to encourage you to dig in the word, uh, spend some time in the word. And uh, I believe that God's going to bless us when we do that, when we honor him. So today's message is entitled, Jesus is More Than Enough. Now, we've been talking about that in different fashions for the last month. And I said, we're just going to bring it on home with this today. But, you know, it's easy to say Jesus is, is more than enough when everything's going good. Let's just be real about it, right? But you know what? What about when we're really struggling? How do we, how, what, do we, what do we believe then? When, when there's tough times, do we still believe he's more than enough? And I pray today through the scriptures that the Lord has, has given us that we can just um, plug into that. And, and I really want to cultivate your heart and encourage you in your faith as we go through the word of God because he never changes. Amen. Isn't it good to know we serve a God that never changes? So with that being said, do we really believe that Jesus is more than enough? Okay. So how does it impact our lives when things are tough? How is it seen in our everyday actions? Or are we stressing out or do we have the peace that we've been speaking of the last few weeks? The strength, the peace, the joy. You know, and it gets to a point when we go through stuff, we get to a point sometimes in our lives that we, we just come to that point and go, you got to fix it. Amen? I want to tell you from my personal experience, that's a really good place to be. Because you know what? When I get my hands off the wheel and turn it over to God, I see him move more, faster, and better than I could ever do. Amen? But a lot of times I want to just snatch the wheel back. And then when I'm in the ditch, I go, hey, uh, Lord. How about me? I'm just being honest. But I'm going to tell you what. I know that we go through a lot of tough times. And uh, I pray that through the, the, the time of our church and the things that have been going on. You know, I tell you what. I have done more funerals this year than I've ever done in ministry. But I can tell you this. I've done a many a funeral that people just graduate on to where they're going. Because they know the Lord is the Lord and Savior. Amen. There's all the difference in the world. Let me tell you. We miss our loved ones when something happens. And if they, just like my brother told me the other day, uh, I preached his dad's funeral. His dad lived for 76 years. He had a great relationship with him. He knew the Lord. And he said, but you know, buddy, if he lived 100 years, it wouldn't be enough for me. But I don't want him to go through what he was going through here because I know when he leaves here, he's going to be with the Lord. Let me tell you, that's the difference right there. That's the difference. Knowing Jesus is more than enough. Knowing Jesus is our Savior. And it just goes on from there and there and there. That ain't even in the notes. That's just right out the heart of what we've been seeing. And I want to share that with you. So as we go through, remind one another. Read the word and say, you know what? He is more than enough. And so with that being said, I want to jump on into the word. I'm going to show you what we're starting out here. This is our, our message for those who will be listening online. Um, this is our launching point. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Not and the door will be opened to you. But before we get really unpacking that, I want to show you a few things that the Lord showed me just as a reminder this morning to encourage you in the Lord. Amen. Is that all right? So if you've got your Bibles, you've got your notes, got some good scripture for you guys to, to write down, maybe revisit through the week or any time just to continue to boost our faith. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Amen. Woo, they're strong today. I love it. Here we go. Well, Mark chapter 2, 1 through 12, says a man was looking for healing. Now, if y'all remember the story, you guys can look back and read it in depth. What I did is pull a few things out, and I'm going to just kind of paraphrase some of the things, and then you can go back and look at it in your study time. But Mark chapter 2, 1 through 12, tells, tells of account, one of my favorite ones, the account of four men bringing in a paralyzed friend. You know, we'll be talking about that, right? And they go, and, and Jesus is the confirmed preacher. I'm going to slow down a little bit, because I know when I hear it on the tape, I'm like, 
Why are you running so fast? Because I get excited. But anyway, let me tell you, it was a lot of excitement going on that day because Jesus showed up big fashion, right? How many knows he's the same today, yesterday, and forever? You're going to hear that all day? Yes? <laughs> all right. Because I want, we, want us to get that in our hearts and our spirits. And that's really important. So Jesus is teaching and preaching. He's in, a, he's in a building, he's in a home, and, and there's so many people there. They're pressing in. And these four guys got a friend that's, that's paralyzed, and they got him on a gurney. And they said, we got to get him to Jesus. We got to get him to Jesus, amen? You ever feel like we just need to get to Jesus sometimes? All right. Well, you know what? They didn't stop at the door. They didn't just stop peeping in the window, amen? They hoist that brother up on the roof, and they take their hands, and they're pulling the roof apart, and they lower him down into the presence of God. You know what we can do here? I'll open the door for you. Amen? We don't even have to do that. But so many times we just keep on going and get too busy. But see, they had a purpose. They were pursuing God. Amen? So what I want to tell you about that story is how Jesus is more than enough. See, they were looking for healing, but Jesus also forgave his sin. Amen? He's a good God. He's a big God. See, when they were looking at bringing him down to the rooftop and getting him all squared away and, and, and healed, Jesus is more than enough. Not only did he heal the man, but he forgave his sin. That's a good place to say amen. Let's keep on rolling. How about Luke chapter 5, 1 through 11? Let's talk about that a little bit. This is when the disciples have been fishing all night. And they came up with nothing. Y'all know the story. They've been toiling all night. They're sitting out there. I know a lot of my buddies here do some fishing. And, and it's a long day. Sometimes you get on and say, man, I, didn't, I, I got, what do we call it? We got stumped, right? They had nothing as far as that, amen. They didn't have a fish. And Jesus continued to talk and sat on one of the boats and pushed them out a little bit more. And he says, hey, I'll tell you what, just drop the nets over to the side. And you know what he said? Hey, we've been fishing all night. I can just imagine. Let's make it real. This guy don't know nothing about fishing. I've been fishing all night. You ain't going to catch nothing in here. But you know what, Jesus? If that's what you want, that's what I'll do. Sometimes we need to come to that place in our life. Because I know what? He's more than enough. See, sometimes we think, well, what does he know about this situation? More than I do. Amen. And when I come to that realization, I can have peace. I can rest in him and watch him do his best work. So he says, go on out a little bit, throw the nets over. Y'all know the story? They start pulling the nets in. They bring somebody else over with another boat. They're getting ready to go down, man. They've got so much fish. They don't even know what to do. But see, what they were looking for, they thought it was just a regular day fishing, right? But they found the Savior, a boatload of fish, and became fishers and men. Amen? You see where we're building this momentum here? You might be. In that boat, and you feel like you got nothing else going on. You might feel like the, the water's coming over the side. But I'm gonna tell you what, let Jesus in the boat, amen. He can work it. Let's keep on rolling. How about another one? And I only picked a few because I was rolling on this thing. I said, I gotta condense it down. You know? Right? John 6, 1 through 15. What are we talking about there? Well, we know this story, right? Disciples thought the crowds was were, were so big that they were gonna have to let them all go back to, to, to get fed. Jesus is preaching on the side of the mountain. And man, there's just people, droves of people coming. And it's getting, it's getting about supper time. So the disciples in their great wisdom say, Jesus, we, we got to send these people home. He says, you feed them. <laughs> and then they got a guy with a calculator going. That would take like a half a year's pay. He said, feed them. I, I can just see everybody looking in the money bag. Well, you got more. What do you got? Well, they find a young boy that's willing to share. Willing to give what he's got to the kingdom. Now we're going to learn something now. What, what do you have? Two fishes and five loaves? Two piece snack and, and, and five, uh, you know, dinner rolls. Let me see them multiply this at the Olive Garden. Amen? God's on the scene. 
And he goes out there and Jesus prays and they say have enough to feed everybody in their families, wives, kids, everything else, and have leftovers. Man, God is more than enough. Amen? I want us to see that. See, but when they brought what they had, he multiplied it to feed thousands and there was plenty left over. So you might be feeling like you're running a little short today. Keep standing before the Lord. We're going to plug it all in. Well, let's bring it on home with this one. Got a lot of scriptures if you want to go back through, but y'all know the story through the gospel. John 11, 53, 1930, 21, verse, uh, chapter 20, verse 1 through 29. This is all the religious leaders. I love to bring it down to where I can understand it. I hope that's not too low for you guys because you guys are smart. But this is what I'm talking about. He says, we got it. We, they put a hit on Jesus. Let's just talk about it. Says, he's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah, this guy, he's getting in our comfort zone. The religious leaders, they had power. They had respect. And Jesus comes in and says, you guys are missing the whole point. So you know what? They got their wish, right? They put the heat on, hit on Jesus. But God, on the third day, rose Jesus up from the dead and conquered the sins forever. See, God put the hit on the sin, amen, through the person of Jesus Christ. Will we believe that? Will we receive that? Do we know that Jesus is more than enough? See, every time Jesus shows up, he's more than enough. He exceeds our expectations, amen? Let's just look at it. What do we say? Hey, they went out here looking for a healing. They got healed. And they got the sins forgiven. Went on down a little bit. They just wanted a little something in the fish net. But they found a Savior. And we made fishes of men. Amen. And it goes on and on and on. Let's even talk about the woman with the issue of blood. I don't even have that up there. She was pressing in. She had exhausted everything she had to get healed. But she knew in her heart. She said, if I can just touch his garment, I'll be healed. Let me tell you, this woman wasn't supposed to be with all the religious laws and stuff. She wasn't even supposed to be nowhere around. But she pressed in. She was asking. She was seeking. She was knocking. She was going in, man. And out of all this crowd walking, can you just imagine? Jesus just getting squished, just walking like this. And that woman reaches out. Whew, and grabs a hold of him. And Jesus says, what happened? Who touched me? <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure all those disciples say, what are you talking about? Everybody touched you. He said, no, I felt that healing power go out. And he showed that woman, not only that she was looking for healing, but how she was made whole by faith. You see that lesson in there? Jesus is more than enough. So let's go launch out from Matthew 7, 7, where it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Everybody doing good, right? So the Lord was showing me this. I said, Lord, how? You, you know, he gave me this. We need to come to him. We need to trust him and we need to experience him. And, and, and I kept being pulled back to Matthew 7, 7. I said, well, how do they fit together? He said, I'm going to show you. I'm going to share with you what the Lord showed me this week. We need to ask, amen? We need to speak up. We need to come to God and let him know what's going on. <laughs> Not that he doesn't know, but guess what? It's a relationship, amen? In relationships, we need to let the other person know, amen? We need to let them know what's happening, all right? Let's take a look at this. So he tells us we need to bring our needs and desires before the Lord. We need, to, we need to be before the Lord because guess what? It shows our need for God. It shows our reverence and faith in Him and it honors God by going to Him. Have you ever thought about that? A lot of times when I talk to people and I say, how can we pray for you? And if it's something that they deem that's small, they go, well, you know, I got this little thing, but you know, I'll take care of it. Did He, did he pay for all of it? Amen. Does he, do, do, with your kids, do you like to be involved in everything? I mean, we don't have to be overbearing, don't get me wrong. But we like to know what's going on in their life, amen? 
with the Lord. He likes to be a part of that. And so it honors him. When my kids say, hey, Dad, you know, what do you think about this? See, I, I remember with my dad. See, a lot of times I didn't want to know what he thought about it because I already knew what he thought about it. And it wasn't what I thought about it. And then it wasn't going to be good. Did that make sense? Huh? Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. See, a lot of times we, we want to know what somebody thinks if we think it's going to line up with our stuff. I remember the first vehicle I bought. I bought a brand new vehicle, right? And then I looked at everything and I, and I didn't say anything to my dad. And I pulled it up. I said, what do you think? He said, I think you're in debt. <laughs> I said, that's why I'm here. He said, no, you better, you better talk to your mama. No, I said, no, 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 no. So I said, well, okay. He said, uh, well, how much is your payment? I told him what it was. He said, did, did you budget for that? And I thought to myself, do you really think I bought something without budgeting that? About three, weeks, three months later, I said, hey, there. Tell me about that budget thing. <laughs> How does that work? Because what I thought was my budget was not, buddy's budget was not the real good budget. That was a long 48 months, friends, let me tell you. Now it'll be, what, 72? Now don't make a believer out of you, amen? You better check that budget, and you better be listening, amen? So anyway, learn some things right there. Sure did, learn some things. So I needed to communicate. I need to be listening to the Lord. I need to make sure that I'm hearing from Christ, amen? See, a lot of times we, we just get in a relationship and we get comfortable, right? And we get, I don't know if this happens at our house. I'll just be honest at our house. We like to talk. It's a Chapman thing, right? Uh, we like to talk. And, and what we think is, this is what my perception, they might have a different one, is if they're not hearing what I'm saying and agreeing with it, I just need to turn the volume up. But they turn their volume up. So everybody's talking and we're going, we're not getting anywhere. Everybody that's been to lunch with us going, amen. <laughs> but does that happen with your family? I bet it does. You ever been at work? You know, you're working on something. And you say, well, I think we ought to do this. And before, you know, you're trying to tell them, you know, why don't we do this? Somebody, that don't have a work. That's what's going to We need to and just keep on going. But you know what? What would happen if we took a little time and really listened? You know, we hear a lot of times, but I don't know if we really listen. Yes, the message is for me. Amen? I think it's for everybody. But I'm not afraid to apply it to my life first because I know, you know what? We get where we get comfortable. We get overwhelmed with stuff. And we go, okay, okay, that's how we're going to fix this. We're going to do this. That's the plan. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to fix it. That's the plan. And the next thing you know, we're just going back and forth like this because we're looking. Man, the time's going and this is going. And, and a lot of times we miss out on some great ideas from other folks. A lot of times we miss out on the best from what God has, amen? And then, when we're all the way down and we go, man, Lord, why didn't you say something? But I can just imagine, he said, I've been saying something. But we need to ask him, right? We need to communicate with God. We know that communication is a two-way street, amen? It's not just dropping off the laundry list for Jesus. Oh, come on now. That was a pen driver. Because a lot of times we just need it. We just say, man, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And praise God. Moving on. But, you know, a lot of times if we sit there, a guy was showing me, I might be ahead of myself in the nose, but this is what he was really showing me. Last night, as I preached to the couch, it's funny because everybody said, well, I got to preach it to the couch. But I had a friend of mine calling and said, I know you preach it to the couch. <laughs> and I was spending my God time last night. And this is what he revealed to me. All right. When you bring a request to me, just because I'm not talking at the time you think, doesn't mean I don't have something to say. Amen? See, sometimes we just need to zip it.com and listen. 
and see what he's got for us. I'm preaching to me, amen? Because a lot of times, with what's going on, we've got to get it done. There's something else coming. We've got to do this. My family and, and friends said, why don't you let that go until tomorrow? I go, man, there's more coming tomorrow. We've got to roll. We've got to roll. And a lot of things are like that. But i tell you what God showed me through this message. And maybe I thought just listen a little bit more. Because you know what? I found that prayer and listening in prayer is a really great time saver. Amen. Amen. I know when we've done some of the recordings and we would lay track upon track and on track it down stuff and, and I'm listening to it and listening to it and something something would be really out of whack. And I would put all this time in there and, and, and mix it back down again. And it's like something's just not right. And maybe nobody else would hear that, but I knew about it. I heard that. I'd come back. And I kept, I kept banging my head up against stuff. Instead of taking a break, getting a fresh perspective, and coming back. And when I finally exhausted all my energy, my ears are sweat, swelled up and everything else, I'm listening over and over and over. I come back and I go, oh, I had, the, uh, I had the solo button on track 36. Great. I just spent 30, 35 more hours doing that this week. Little things like that. See, a lot of times when you hit the solo button, you mute something, you don't hear clearly. Amen? See, a lot of times we get rolling and we mute some of the people that are trying to encourage us in our life. We mute some of the things that God's trying to tell us and we go, I'll get back with you. But you know what? We need to be asking God to uh, speak to our hearts. Amen? Well, listen to this. Humble yourself until the Lord. I got some good uh, word anchors there. You guys write them down, and I'm going to read them to you, right? 1 Peter 5 5 says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. And another one I, I really liked here that the Lord showed me was James 4 10. It says, Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Now, this is something else. When we humble ourselves, that doesn't mean we give up, we quit, or we're weak. When we humble ourselves, that means to give God the right position in our life. Amen? That's a really important thing. See, I used to think humble means, well, okay, that you get trampled on. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, you know what? Giving God the proper spot in our life. When we lift up the Lord, right? What does it say here? It says, let's go, it says humble yourself before the Lord, James 4.10, and he will lift you up. See, we're trying to pull up. We're trying to grab on the sides, swinging from the rope, everything else. And God says, you just humble yourself. You lay it at my feet. Let me work this out in my time frame. You trust me. You ask me. We communicate. And you watch how I make a difference in your life. Amen? Amen. Well, you know what? But we need to be persistent in pursuing God. What about those four friends with the man that was paralyzed? They didn't just get up there and say, man, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, full house, dude. They saw a full house. And they said, got room for more? We'll make room for more. Amen? See, a lot of times we get to the door and go, well, I don't know. That looks like a long line. Don't you know, with Jesus Christ, there's, there's no, no line. We have direct communication. We can come boldly to the throne room of grace because of our, our, our relationship with the Lord. We're accepted. Man, let's utilize that. But we need to continue to engage and keep on going. Just like we spoke last week, there are things that we learn on that journey that we don't get anywhere else. That's where we're pushing in, right? So time with God always produces something good. Can I get an amen there? I believe time with God will always produce something good. Whether it's the exact thing that you think you need 
Or maybe it's the thing that he's carrying you through, molding you so that you can receive what he has for you. Amen. So how can we go wrong spending time with the Lord? We can't. A lot of times that's the last thing that we do. See, so many times, man, we get so focused on, on, on sin that we miss out on the grace. We need to be more focused on God and less on ourselves. See what I'm saying? And I wrote a few things down on, on a handout. See, many don't come because they feel unworthy. Amen? Many say, well, I just can't do that. I feel unworthy. If you're in Christ, you will not ever be any more worthy. Amen? Because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ makes us perfect, whole, and complete. Amen? That's what he's done. That's what his word says. I looked at a few more things. And many don't come because Christ is not a priority in their life. Think about that. Is Christ the, the, the priority in your life? And I tell you what, when things get all stripped away, you'll see how fast that priority changes. When the money's gone, when, when the doctor report is bad, when, when the family is upside down, it seems like then we seem to lean in and listen a little bit more. That's just the way it seems like we're wired. But I want to tell you, we don't have to wait till that. And sometimes things get up and I'm, and I'm riding along and I go, man, I've talked about you all day today, Lord, but I don't know if I talked to you. I'm sorry. Isn't that something? Get going and talk about Jesus, share Jesus with everybody I know and everything else. And he goes, yeah, hey, what about me? Hey, what do you think? Yeah, I'm telling everybody about you, Jesus. It's almost like this. Yeah, Jesus, hold on. Be quiet. I'm talking to Jesus. You know what I mean? I'm just being honest. And I go, wow, that's not the plan. Lord, what are you, what are you speaking to me? How is he pouring that through our life? See, we can be talking about Jesus a lot, and that's great. But are we going back and listening to what he says? Oh, man, this is my message today for me. We need to continue to be persistent in pursuing God. Take a look at this. Many don't come to the Lord because they believe that the devil, they believe the devil's lie and doubt the Savior. You say, what do you mean? We start focusing on that problem. Uh, we start focusing on what others say, what we've seen, or the way we perceive things from looking at the world. And then we say, well, you know, God, God doesn't want to be involved in my life. I don't measure up. Hey, let me tell you, you measure up just fine. No, oh, buddy, you don't know what I've been through. Don't need to. God does, and he still sent his only begotten son. And he says, whoever believes in him will not perish in everlasting life. But not only that, that eternal life talk starts now. We can start working and walking in that now through the gift of the Spirit. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. Now, I made a little comment about this, and I don't want to gloss over it. I believe it ties in with that last statement. We become so sin-conscious sometimes that we miss out on the grace. I want to explain that. Just like I said, when we get beat down by the world and we look in the mirror and say, man, I blew it again, all we do is see our sin. When you're in that situation, I pray, go to God and ask God to forgive you and let him pour his grace over you. It's fresh every day. I know I have to do it. And I know that that's why he died for our sins. But he did not say, don't worry about your sin, just live in grace. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying go before the Lord, turn from our sin, and receive his grace. Amen? Daily, hourly, minutely, whatever. Because he paid way too high price for us to still sit there. Shackled and paralyzed by the lie of the enemy. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Let's keep on rolling. Well, we need to trust him. All right. Well, that's where my knocking verse comes in. Seeking 
I went too many. Excuse me. I know I jumped the gun right there. That's where my seeking verse comes in, amen? What do you mean by that? Take a look at this. We need to, I'm going to go ahead and unpack all this thing here. We need to dig into the word and trust his promises. Now, we talk about that most of the time. But when we're seeking, you see this thing's a progression. Ask, seek, and knock. I want to show you how that is. In a relationship, there's progressions, right? You meet the person. You speak with the person. You communicate with the person. Spend time with them, right? You don't usually get married on the first day, amen? I don't know some of the stuff I see on TV they might. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, you know, it takes time to build a relationship. And just like with anything else, if it's worth anything, it's worth investing in. Amen? Amen. Well, I want you to look at this. Read along with me here. This is from Ephesians 1. If you guys ever get down, I want to point you to the Word of God in the book of Ephesians. There's not a bad place in God's Word, but I know one thing. I spent a lot of time in this book. And God's very, very uh, gracious to, to encourage us here. Paul's writing um, Ephesians 1, verse 14. It says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand all, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power of work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now let me tell you, if you just gloss over that, you say, well, wow, that's really beautiful. But if you start applying your life to that, and you start praying over that and praying that over your life, let me tell you, things will start changing. I start pulling out a few things. Paul is humbled by the grace of God. Anybody ever been humbled by the grace of God? Let me tell you, I'm humbled by the grace of God every time I get the opportunity and the privilege to come up here. Because I'm going to tell you what, I, I know that there's things in my life that I don't understand uh, all the, the stuff in the Word and these different things like that. But I continue to pursue God and ask God to open it up and show me. And he's so gracious to do that. God provides a message every week. What's he doing in your life? Over and over, I get to share with people different things about different miracles that we see. Different things, just like today, that we're pulling together as a church family with other folks to help out somebody in need. See, that's the hand of God. God's reflected. I pray that he's reflected well today. All right? So look at this. Paul is humbled by grace. You know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, a lot of times I'll talk to people and say, man, I don't know what it was, man. You were preaching right to me. Does that ever happen? Everybody go ahead and raise their hand. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart to draw you closer to God. And I'll tell you what usually happens in my life. These babies right here start dripping. My eyeballs start just, ooh, not a bad thing. I heard a guy tell me a long time ago, he says, it's not bad to cry every now and then keep your head from swelling. Amen? That's a good word. That's a good word. So we just humble ourselves. And I, and I tell you what, I have never shed so many tears till I got saved. And you know what? That's okay with me. Because you know what? Because I know the presence of God is moving on my life when I, I spend that time with a man, Lord. And, and, and that's okay. So if that happens to you, praise God, because God's moving and making a new thing going on in your life. And that's something to celebrate. And it happens to all of us at some time, especially when our heart's being cultivated with the word of God and the touch of God and the hand of God. Wrap it around and say, I got you, baby. I got you. Oh, man. Isn't it something? 
I know when there was a little kid, I might have said this before, when I was growing up. And, and anytime something happened, he would run, run to his grandmama. And he would do this. Hold me. Hold me. Man, that's all he wanted. When things went down, hold me. Man, in my life, it's time that I just said, God, hold me. This is not good. Hold me. I don't know what to do. Lord, I need you. Hold me. And God said, I'll wrap my love on you. And I'll just pour that grace out on you. And I'll tell you what, when that happens, let me tell you, we know we can trust him, amen, regardless. But let me tell you, that's when we know that Jesus is more than enough. We should know. We know it up here a lot of times. But when things, when, when the water's coming in the boat and the phone calls are coming in and the rent is due and everything else, and God, God can hold you and keep you at peace, that's something there. Well, what else? We have the creator of all things as our father. You remember when you were little? They wouldn't know how big your daddy was, who your daddy was. All that was so saying, who's your daddy? God. He is the creator of the universe. What else do we see? Man, he has unlimited resources. Now, you know, the moms and dads, we try to do what we can for our kids. But I don't care how much you have in this whole world, stuff, it's still, it's still got a, a run out date, right? There's sometimes that you just can't do everything that you'd like to do. And sometimes, to be truthful, maybe we do too much. But here's the thing. With God, he is unlimited in resources and has the wisdom to utilize them correctly. Amen? He has the wisdom to utilize it correctly in your life and in my life. See, you, you think, oh, well, little Junebug got his license. Let's go get a brand new Corvette. That might not be the best thing. You know what? He might need that tandem bike for a little while. He might need to, to understand what it costs. He might understand, uh, you know, what we need to be saved. He might need to see that it's a blessing from the Lord. Amen. All those things. But I'm going to tell you, that's what I love about the Lord. With his unlimited resources, he has the wisdom and the love to administrate that to us faithfully and correctly. And I love. Amen. Well, what else do we have? We are empowered by the, the strength of his Holy Spirit. We can trust him. And, and it goes on to say, understand the depths of his love and his mercy. When we start thinking about how much he loves us, how deep that love is. Man, deep enough to send Jesus to pay for your sin. And mine. And the world. But see, we've got to make that personal. How do we do that? Call on the name of Jesus. I love this part here. We are made complete in Christ. See, a lot of times we just feel, man, we don't, again, I say this. Measure up. We feel disjointed. We feel like all these things are going on, but the word of God says we're complete in Christ. We have everything we need. And he comes on down and says, God is able, his mighty and working, is mightily and working in us to accomplish infinitely more than what we might, check this out, ask or think. Now, I don't know about you guys. I got a pretty creative imagination. You know, I'm thinking, wow, we could do that. We could do this. We could do this. And all these things, and a lot of times it's just stuff, but all these things, and he says, you're just getting warmed up. I've got it all planned out. And I can tell you, having the privilege to stand here today, this is nothing I ever had planned. But I'll tell you what, it's a glorious time to be able to be a part of what God's doing here through his people. Amen. It's beautiful. And it's amazing. And guess what? Sometimes we, we, we hit a couple of bumps and bruises. Right where we learned a couple of weeks ago that the dream still has what? Bumps, bruises, and setbacks. setbacks. Keep on blessing. Let's keep on rolling. So we continue to look at what God has done. You know, we trust in so many crazy things in the world. But then we want to question God. What are you talking about, buddy? Did you, did you think your car was going to start today? 
went out there. And if it didn't start, you go, man, I can't believe that car didn't start, right? It's man-made, you know? It, it, so we get all uptight. Well, I can't believe my car just wouldn't start. So you have faith that your car's going to start, amen? I say this sometimes. Everybody, get, when we're working, we get a paycheck, right? Whether you get paid once a month, every two weeks, once a week. I don't know about y'all, but business, most businesses are in business for what? Making money. Not making friends, right? Or anything else, right? And there's some great companies out there. But what I'm going to talk about is this. I don't go by on Monday and say, go by payroll and say, hey, hey how's everybody doing? Hey, look, I'm just telling you I'm going to be here all week, so y'all going to have the money coming, right? Get back to work. I don't come back over there on Wednesday and say, peep out there. Hey, you got my check? You got my check coming, do you? Right? They think you lost your mind, but we do that with God. Right? It's not bad pursuing Him. But, but what I'm saying is a lot of times we just start questioning instead of stepping out and praying. Or, or Thursday, we'll get paid Friday. Hey, hey, peeping over the side of the little thing, the little uh, annex. Hey, is it coming? Is the money coming? They said, that's it. He's got to go. Right? But we do that same thing with Lord, right? I'm not saying don't pursue him, don't 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 pursue him. I'm saying that a lot of times, if we if I was really doubting that they they were not going to pay me, every time about every hour I go, hey, uh, you got any money? I said, you know, you don't have to wait till Friday. You can just pay me on the hour because I don't want to get stuck, right? Jesus is not going to stick you. He's going to bless you. Amen. Trust him. Let's keep on rolling with that. So we need to be seeking him. You see what happens then? We start seeking. You know what happens to, to me? We ask God. We bring our request before the Lord. We seek Him. We look into the promises of God and trust Him and read that word. And then we stand on the word of God. Many times I ask people, they say, this is going on in my life. I said, well, we want to pray with you. Uh, I've been praying, they said. Well, good. What scripture are you standing on to pray? What? Line up with the word of God. Stand on that. Speak that. And say, I'm stepping out in faith on your word. You know, you say, hey, I'm complete. Lord, I'm complete and I trust you. You say, hey, you, you got unlimited resources. Here's the checkbook. Here's what's going on. And I'm going to trust you. Are we honoring God with what we got? Are we trusting God? Are we speaking what he says we can have? Amen. Looking at that and making it real in our hearts. Keep on rolling here. So, let's go on to this. This is my knocking slide. What in the world do you mean by knocking, buddy? To give it all we got. If you were in a race, you wouldn't just get in the third corner and go, ah, I'm done. Huh? You'd be dragging and pulling and everything else. And it was like me when I roller skate, I grab people. If they go in the right direction. I'll tell you, man, if I start to go down, Dusty says, how come every time you fall, we regardless if we're playing best, you grab me? I said, you're softer than me and younger. I can't help it. It's a reaction. I start going down. I'm like, Grabbing stuff, man. I probably should have done that. <laughs> I feel like I'll be down in the middle. But what I want you to see is, you know, we grab hold of that, but in our prayer life, too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But if we look at his word and we're standing on that word, right, and we keep on asking, seeking, and knocking. I'll call it this way. This is full intensity of asking and seeking, pushing in to his presence. Now, if I'm trying to get up with you, I go, hey, Tim, let's go for a ride. Man, I'm going to seek him, make sure he's home. Maybe dig in a little bit. Then after that, I'm going to go, hey, hey, let's go. You see what it does? It's a progression. The same in prayer. We keep pushing in to experience God's best. I want to tell you this right here. When God opens a door, no one else can shut it. 
I don't know who this is for. It might be for everybody, but I'm going to tell you something. This is for somebody here today. Because I was rolling through this and God said, I want you to put this back in. And I said, okay. If you feel like you're in a situation and the door has been shut, I want to tell you that God's good enough to open a window. Amen? I pray that your church family could be one of the four guys that come alongside. Just like we talked about in the first time we started. And maybe help pull the roof back. That's what we got to do. Don't look to somebody else to fix something that only God can fix. Amen? God can work through people. But see God as your resource. Amen? We might be the hands. We might be the ear. But I'm going to tell you, when anything, my prayer is, as we serve God, and we're able to help others and do different things, no matter what it is, I pray that they only see it as an extension of what Jesus Christ is doing in their life. Because when we... Lift up the Lord. Amen. That's where we see what God can do. That's where we can see what it's all about. Amen. So we want to experience Him in His fullness. That's how we experience Him in His fullness. Man, we're lacking nothing in Him. And and He's got it all. We're complete in Him, right? So we go back through here. And and we've got to realize that God's in control. Nothing is catching God off guard. Nothing's catching Him off guard. So we can have peace in that. We can have rest in that. Even though we don't know how it's going to work it out, it's going to be okay. Even though it might not turn out like we think, it's going to be okay. Over and over in your life, think about how you thought you had this particular plan and it was going to go A, B, C, and you're going to marry the little girl from third grade and all these different things, whatever the case may be. And later on, you get out there and you go, Lord, I'm glad you're driving and I'm not. Man, over and over and over. He's worthy, and we can trust him. Keep on knocking. Well, we want to experience him. Right? Now, I went back to an old study that I did years ago, and I found these three keys I thought were really awesome, and I wanted to pull them, pull them out and share them with you. We come to know God by experience as we obey him. He accomplishes his work through us. Okay? Well, what exactly, what exactly are you talking about here? Obedience helps us hear so much clearer, doesn't it? Oh, yes, what do you mean by that? If I'm working on something and you say, be careful about this, be careful about this, let's do this, let's walk this, you know, these are the times, give me all the pieces of the puzzle. And I go, yeah, I got it. And I'm over here doing this. And I'm over here doing this. Again, the difference between hearing and listening. Oh, we listen. Let's go back to this. We come to know God by experience as we obey Him. See, if we obey God and take a step at a time, we're going to be in the right place at the right time. Amen? Because he's guiding and directing our steps. That's what I want us to get out of this. A lot of times we think, man, well, that door shut. Well, we already said God opened a window. Amen? He'll get you there. And, and prayer is a time saver. Amen? Let's see what else the Lord has for us today. Prayer is a two-way fellowship. We talked about that a little bit. And communication with God. You speak to God and he speaks to you. Now, we hit that a little bit. And I said, well, man, do I need to put that back in there? And the Lord said, you tell me. I said, I'll go ahead and put it in there. Because I know for me, a lot of times, I just need to listen. I need to listen. And you know what? God is always speaking. Whether we hear him. And this is a, quite, this is a, a good question I want to talk about. I said, the Lord put this on my heart and stuff. For me, sometimes it's through his word. For me, it might be something that, that I see in scripture and it just keeps building in my heart. To the point where I go, man, I, I can't ignore that. What's going on here? And dig in. So that's what I'm talking about when, when I said the Lord's speaking to my heart about things. He just continues to ramp up what he's showing me. But it will always 
match his word. Amen? It will always match his word. Let's keep on rolling here. With God working through us, we can do all that he has planned for us. And I put, wow! Isn't that something? <laughs> unlimited potential. You have unlimited potential. See, that's what I see. God has gifted the body of Christ with so many amazing talents. So many amazing gifts. And I want you to kind of think about that. You say, well, I don't know what my gift is. Well, you know what? Seek the Lord about it. Ask, seek, and knock. You know what? You might speak to somebody and they might say, you know, you're really, you're really good at this. You know? Have you ever thought about using that talent for the Lord? You know what it is. Sometimes, like I said, it might just be a hand. It might be an ear to listen. It might be giving somebody a word of encouragement. Never ever base what God thinks about you through the eyes of what the world might say about you. Now, that ain't even in the notes. But that there is something the Lord showed me. See, a lot of times, what do people do when you go to a party, you go to a cookout? Hey, how you doing? What type of work do you do? It's almost, they're trying to find what, what, where to put you, what to do with you. Stereotype a little bit. Maybe they're just making conversation, right? I don't know. You know, so a lot of times I say, well, what do you do? I said, well, I, I work out here, but, but God's called me to be a preacher. And they go, really? Yeah, yeah. And then for about a minute and a half, they don't cuss, and then they forget that you're a preacher, then they keep cussing. Yeah, they do. They do all the time. Man, it, it's, it's, it's kind of strange stuff, and I just love them right where they are. You know, I just love them right where they are. But you know, a lot of times, people look and they say, well, you know, what do you drive and where do you live? What do you do? What do you, what, all these things. And the reason I'm bringing that up is you see it more and more every day. You see it more and more with our young people. Got to have the right shoes. Got to have this and all this that they think right. Let me tell you what. All we need to do is be in right relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's through faith. Through faith in Him. And God will take care of everything else. And you know what? I don't know about this, but as you get older, you ever dealt with folks that, that, that are seniors? They don't really care about that stuff. You know? Man, when Denise's grandma was getting old, she didn't care. She didn't care about any of that stuff. I love spending time with her. You know? I, I tell you all the story all the time. I would, I would mess with her a little bit, just spend some time with her. I go, well, hey, uh, I'm going to go get some gas and I'll stop by. You know, I call her on the phone. I know y'all heard I could help. I said, I called her pizza in 30 minutes ago. Where is it at? I'm going to talk to your boss. You've got the wrong number. What? No, I want to talk to your boss. Buddy, is that you? And we would just have the greatest time, you know? And we would do different things like that. And she wouldn't care what time I come over. She didn't care how my hair looked. She didn't care if my, my car was eat, leaking oil on her driveway. She just enjoyed the coming. And I did too. See, because all the stuff was cleared away. And we got to enjoy the relationship. I pray today that all the stuff gets cleared away and you can enjoy it. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? So many times, we just keep on rolling. I pray that we set aside some time each day to seek the Lord. I pray that we continue to just know that the Lord is more than enough and that he's worth spending time with so that we grow in him, that we worship him, we fellowship in him, we praise him and honor him and watch how Christ will reveal himself to you. That's the mission this week. How about that? Spend some time with God. Spend some time with God. I, I challenge us all the time. Write a little something down on God showing you. Write it down and go back to it and say, man, look what he was doing on Monday. And look where I'm at on Wednesday. Wow, God, you are ahead of the game. Isn't that amazing? He's not bound by time. He's not bound by anything. But he is, he is deeply in love with us, amen? So with that being said, Jesus is more than enough. I pray through the teaching and preaching today that you'll see, you know what? I never really looked at that. Or maybe I knew that, but maybe I ought to 
kind of dwell on that a little bit. We need to look to him. We need to ask him. We need to seek him. We need to keep on knocking to experience all that the Lord has for us. And just remember, like I said last week, I mentioned earlier here, that even our dreams, right, have bumps, bruises, and setbacks. Now I'm going to share something else with you. I said that this year, out of 15 years of ministry, I have probably done more funerals than any other time in my life. And I'm going to tell you, as I sit with families in the hospital, at the funeral home, on the phone, everything else, I never hear anybody say, I wish I didn't spend more time with my love. I never hear anybody saying, well, you know what? When, when something happens to Uncle Joe, be sure to get all his trophies in there. Right? The reason I'm bringing this up, not to bring me down, is maybe to correct our thinking about what's important. Maybe to just take a few minutes and take an inventory, a spiritual inventory, of where is God in our life. You said, why are you talking about family? Because you know what? God first, God's giving you that family. So spend time with your family. Invest in your family. They're worth it. And I tell you what, you'll be surprised what the kind word will do. You'll be surprised when you say, I knew you could do it. Right? I know there needs to be correction, but you can be corrected with your love. That's what God does. He doesn't just shove you to the side and say, that's it. We might have you sit out of time, pick you up, and say, now let's get back in the game. So if you're here today, you say, man, I feel like I've been sitting out a long time. I'll tell you what, ask and see and knock and watch what God will do. He will work in your life and he will restore you, reinstate you, and keep you going. There's lives that are changed every minute of the day by the, the person of Jesus Christ. Today. And I believe that's the message for today that we see God more than enough in every situation. I know that there are some huge situations, but I don't know anybody bigger than my God. I pray that you know today. I just close your eyes and pray. Lord, as we look at how you're more than enough, I pray that we see that you're more than enough to take our sin away. And if you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to take your sin away, I pray that today is the day that you call upon the name of the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just overdosed and I need you. I've done it my way for too long. Lord, I'm trusting in you. Come into my life. I believe you're the Son of God that forgives the sin of the world. Forgive me, Lord. If that's your prayer today, I pray you pray it right where you are, from your heart. If you're here today and you say, man, buddy, you were speaking to me. Well, praise God. That's the Lord speaking to you. There's nuggets of gold in what we said today that you grab hold of and invest in for the kingdom of God, for the strength of your relationship with Jesus Christ. All it takes is this. Jesus, I know you more than enough. Fill me. I pray that each one here is filled with the presence of God, through the word of God, through the power of the Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give them all a hand clap.